Back Nine Development is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at backninedevelopment.com. We're about to bounce all over the place on this podcast from one topic to another, and I'm proud to say we have multiple stories today here that you will not get anywhere else. You won't hear them in another podcast. You won't hear them on the radio. It's things people don't touch. They don't like talking about. It won't be there, but we embrace them right here at KKHI, and this is one of my favorite types of podcasts, as we've said before. I I wrote down on one piece of paper a bunch of things we're going to discuss today and go over, and I said to heck with it because I couldn't, I was looking at these stories, and I I didn't know how to rank them or where to start first. I didn't really, so I said, you know what? I'm going to do them in in the order that I like them, in the order that I want to present them. We're going to go back and forth from sports to politics to life to issues. It's going to be great. So I enjoy these, and I hope you enjoy it as well. And again, I, I've, I've had a lot of discussions with Jessica over the last couple of weeks. We've had some things going on that we've been talking about, the podcast, the industry, the state of media, things like that. And what we really, really enjoy doing here is bringing you things that you will not find on what can oftentimes be really, really uh, formulated and boring sports radio and sometimes even talk radio. So here we go. Let's get started. The Big 12 tournament and the SEC tournament are underway, and that's fun. We could sit here and break that down, but that is um, for other venues to do, I think, avenues that you'll uh, find those sources. But I think the big headline here is in the Big 12 tournament, we have one coach out as Texas Tech came, and Mark Adams, their head coach, was suspended. Then after Texas Tech loses and bows out of this tournament, Mark Adams resigns after attempting to motivate a player to accept coaching, referring to some Bible verses, and the Bible verses apparently use the word slave. And Mark Adams has resigned after several days of being suspended. This clearly was a negotiation, a buyout, how much money was he going to get, whatever. We are still very short on the details of whatever it is that Mark Adams actually said or did. But we live in a culture of weak people, and Mark Adams, I'm sure, is more than willing to take his money and run at this point. I don't know that he ever aspired to be like a head coach or a celebrity or in the limelight or any of those things. He may just go live his He seems like a religious man. He may just go live his life, you know, somewhere completely out of the spotlight now in complete anonymity. I don't know. But these things become very sad. We don't really have the details here. And it does sound like he resigned and just said, I'm not fighting this anymore. Once you're labeled as something, I can tell you from experience, once you're labeled as something, the, the first 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours sticks. And there's almost nothing you can do about that with some people and within industries. And that is a real problem in our society. But that isn't even the biggest news of the Big 12 tournament, okay? That's not. Mark Adams was already suspended when Texas Tech got here. We figured they'd be flat. It was an easy win for betters. Anybody that bet on te- on West Virginia on Wednesday night, it was an easy win. They led the most of the entire way and dominated the game. Texas Tech's program had to be ripped apart with their coach being suspended, especially if it's racial, those things. Here's a heads up. All of a sudden, out of nowhere on Wednesday, it's happening at TCU, which plays Kansas State on Thursday night. Eddie Lampkin is a really good player for TCU that has walked away from the program. He was unhappy with his playing time. There was a lot of discussion about transfer portal and things like that. And now that he's walked away from the program, he's making good on threats that they made, that he and his mother made over the last few weeks or maybe even months to Jamie Dixon, the head coach and the staff at TCU. And here's what's interesting about this one. If the threats were made, 
by this player, and he still walked away, and they let him go, and they they basically isolated this player. They put him sort of in timeout, and they were talking to him about transferring at the end of the year and all those things. There are unhappy players everywhere. We see the transfer portal numbers. Let me tell you something. Every single player that you see transfer was unhappy in some way where they were, and most of those players at some point were unhappy with the coaches, the coaching staff, their playing time, their parents getting involved with the coaches. It's insane. This has been going on forever. There was a time and place where coaches were allowed to deal with this the way coaches wanted to deal with it, that they were in charge. There's a changing of the guard in college basketball with NIL money, complete and unfettered free agency. The power now belongs to the player. And one of the things that we are seeing here now, as Lampkin has left TCU, they're claiming racism. I don't think I'm buying it here. Some text messages were revealed where Dixon, I'm sorry, Lampkin's mom is texting Jamie Dixon saying, we'll make good on these threats. We'll tell people how bad it's been here for my son. And then there's a text from Eddie Lampkin himself to someone he calls coach, but we don't know who that is. We assume it's an assistant coach who talks about, you know how bad they've been to me and how bad he is. And we're going to do this or do that. There's threatening text. They've done this. They now say Jamie Dixon was abusive. They're crying racism, although there are plenty of black players going to suit up tonight for TCU and play basketball against Kansas State at 830 at Sprint Center or T-Mobile Center. This one, both of these are just so sketchy to me. I mean, this is not, I mean, we can't, we can't possibly live in a country where you can't speak to your employees, that you can't be a coach and motivate your player. And should Mark Adams have used a Bible verse or referenced some Bible verse that mentions slavery? Should the word slave, now it's not the N-word. Now it's not your actions against someone that's black if you're white and you're the boss. You can't even say the word slave. I don't know what happened with Mark Adams, and I don't know what happened with Jamie Dixon, but these both look pretty thin. There was no immediate firing of Mark Adams. This took days, and then he resigned, and it doesn't, and their season, he resigned after their season ended. It doesn't sound like there was a lot to this. He took a young man. He wanted him to accept coaching and understand and was trying to teach him and used a Bible verse, and is that appropriate? I don't know. You, you have to make that decision. Different schools will have different outlooks on that. I think Jerome Tang certainly is using Bible verses right and left in Manhattan at Kansas State, and his players appear to love him. Where are we in this sport? And we're going to have a long discussion with Danny Klinksiel on our Patreon podcast on Thursday about this and where it's all headed. But it seems to me, it seems, it appears to me that you could make the case that black players in college basketball have the hammer on any white coach at any time. All they have to do is speak up, send a couple texts. It's easy to orchestrate. You do it, and now Jamie Dixon is in trouble. This is a man who's coached forever, and we don't ever recall or see, and you know we've only done Google searches or whatever, but we don't ever recall or see any black player ever complaining that Jamie Dixon didn't like them because of their skin color until now, and here it is. TCU's playing tonight. They're a two and a half point favorite over K-State. They're going off to the NCAA tournament. When healthy, they're an outstanding basketball team. They won a couple of games in the tournament last year. This is a good team. This is a really good team. He's built a nice program at a place that really typically doesn't have a great college basketball team. He's done a nice job there. 
Every coach has unhappy players. Every coach has players that think they're being mistreated or abused or ignored or placed in timeout or not played enough or whatever. I'm old school on this, and I'm willing to admit it. I think there is an order in sports. I think the coach is in charge. I think the coach answers to people above him, whether that's an athletic director or a university president or a general manager or an owner of a team. You answer above, but that's your team and you're in charge. And they do what you say. And when you put somebody in the game, they don't question you. And when you tell somebody, you know, you're not playing or you're not doing this or we think you should transfer, you're not a good fit for us, that's just gospel. That's the way it works. I think the coaches should be in charge. Sue me for being old school, but I believe that's the way the best teams operate. Is there any question who's in charge at Kansas basketball? No, there is not. There is no question. And we don't see these things. We just don't see these things. And I, you know, I've, I've been reading a lot of and hearing a lot of things about like Jason Whitlock has been writing. We talked about the Kendrick Perkins thing yesterday where Charles Barkley came out and told another black former NBA player, you've lost your mind. You're an idiot sitting here, you know, saying that the MVP voters in the NBA are racist. I mean, it's too much. There's too much of this. And it is quite apparent in our society today that the race problem we have, I, I don't think anybody can dispute this because most black people that are really out there, I've, I've watched these Oscar clips of this lady, I don't even know her, she's an actress, she goes to all the award shows, the Grammys, the Oscars, whatever, and for five years in a row now, they have asked her on the red carpet, who are you rooting for tonight to win? And she says, all the black people. That's her answer. And that's been acceptable for five years. And now it's kind of cool. And it's like an internet sensation. She says right there on the red carpet, who, who do you want to win tonight? She goes, all the black people. That's her answer. So we have a society now where the actual racist culture, the actual racist statements, the racist thoughts are black against white. They have nothing to do with Asians or Hispanics. It is, it is merely and quite simply because it's been fostered and festered under the Democrat Party over the last several decades, we have, and I'm not saying this is all black people, and I'm not even saying it's a majority of black people, okay? But it's a vocal amount of black people. They are athletes, they are celebrities, they are vocal, and they draw headlines. And every single time they claim this stuff, they win. They get a scalp. They win. Mark Adams is no longer the coach at Texas Tech. What's going to happen to Jamie Dixon? I don't know. It seems thin to me. I read the text messages. Okay, you got an unhappy player on your team. There is no headline in a pissy college basketball player. Every coach at Sprint Center, every coach at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville at the SEC tournament, every coach on every team has pissy players on his roster that are sideways and mad and thinking about transferring and they don't like their playing time and their parents are telling them this and they got their AAU coach telling them that and they don't like any of it. Every coach in America deals with that. Some coaches have one or two players. Some coaches have five or six. But they all have them. And that's what Lampkin looks like to me. I don't know. I, I have no clue what's going to happen with Jamie Dixon. There could be Mormon news coming out. We may find Jamie Dixon is an, an, an inherently racist, and he's got this awful history, and 50 players come out from his background and say, oh, yeah, he was that. We were always afraid to speak out. But I'm guessing that's not the case. I'm guessing we don't hear that. I'm guessing TCU players may be asked about this and will have a different take on what's going on. This one looks thin to me. I just don't know where we are. I mean, I, I think, you know, Jim Beheim, 
was fired yesterday, 47 years at Syracuse. They asked him if he was going to retire. He says, well, it's more up to the university than me. They asked him after he lost his last game of the year. And then three hours later, they put out a statement that he's, he's terminated. So he got fired. And they hand it, immediately hand it, to the black assistant that's been there since 2011. I mean, named immediately. There's no search. Black assistant takes over. Now, if the black assistant coach is a great coach, is really a great coach, why weren't they better this year? Because he's there too. Or is this, I'm, I'm telling you, the, the smartest and easiest thing to do right now in college basketball is look at this stuff going on. Get you a blackhead coach. It eliminates that possibility right there. This is an epidemic in college basketball, not as much in football as it is in basketball because there's so many more coaches and position coaches and things like that in football. It's like a whole bunch of different teams on one team. But we've seen it right here. We've got two coaches right here in the Big 12. This can't, this is happening everywhere. This is happening everywhere, and there is momentum. There is a spirit. There is a, gosh, I'm missing the actual proper exact word of what this is. It's an empowerment to college basketball players. You now have money. You have NIL. You have fame. You feel like an independent contractor. You're a free agent. You can leave anytime you want and you don't like your situation, and you attack that coach because he's put you in that situation, or you believe it's his fault, and when you're black and he's white, man, that's an easy narrative. That is an easy way out, and if you, wanna, if you want retribution against your coach because you don't like your situation, or you think you've been treated unfairly and you're not getting enough playing time or whatever this may be, you just go right after him, and this is how you go after him. There's no stopping this at this point. And I think we need to, as a society, draw the line and say, look, if a player wasn't struck, if they weren't physically abused, if you weren't called the N-word, if there wasn't inherent racism and they make the black players sit in the back of the bus or something ridiculous like that, this is insane. Sometimes the player that's going to be in the doghouse, that's going to be unhappy, is black. I, I'm telling you, man, this is a, these are big, big stories around this Big 12 tournament. I just, I will not, I will not sit here on this podcast and just cave in and say, oh, yeah, Mark Adams and Jamie Dixon, they're both racists. I won't. They've been mentoring and teaching and coaching black basketball players combined for decades. These aren't young guys. These dudes are old, man. They've been around forever. They've been coaching black kids and mentoring black children for a long, long time. And almost everyone of this age got into coaching, not like the new coaches. The new coaches now are entering coaching to get rich. These guys entered coaching at a time where it was a calling. I want to be a mentor. I want to teach young people how to live better lives, whether they get to the NBA or not. I want them to get an education. I want to teach them how to be a professional, how to be a man, how to get married, raise children, be a role model, and have a family. That's the reason most people of this age got into coaching. They never got into coaching to make money. That wasn't it. They've made money now. They have. Does that make them racist? Does that turn them? How many hundreds of black basketball players do you think Jamie Dixon has coached? I mean, hundreds and hundreds. And now this from Eddie Lampkin when he walks away and his mom? Folks, we got a problem on our hands. We got a real problem. All right, one other story around the Big 12 tournament. It is, it's it's kind of, it's, it's not funny. It's not comical. It is just so perfect for Kansas. They always announce that they're renovating, spending money, or doing things around the postseason, in March. 
They love doing that because KU fans are more excited now than at any time of the year, and they should be. So KU plays on Thursday afternoon. They're going to play West Virginia, which is a hot team. KU, I think, is a three-and-a-half-point favorite or something like that over West Virginia. But they have announced more renovations to Allen Fieldhouse. And this is a very interesting topic because it reminds me of the quote, do not take offense to this. Well, you will. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say it. It just reminds me of the Sarah Palin quote, you can't, you know, you can't put lipstick on a pig. They just keep spending money on Allen Fieldhouse, and it really doesn't get them any more revenue. We know about facilities. The Royals are talking about building a stadium. The Chiefs want a stadium. We built T-Mobile Center. You see all these things built. They're all built for one reason, and that is revenue. You can make more money. So Kansas won't say how many millions they're going to spend, but they're about to spend money on, get this, LED lighting in the concourse, new scoreboards, another new sound system, more chairbacks on the bleacher seats, and the Wagnon Student Center for the players. How much revenue does this gain? I can't see where it gains any. They're going to open something called a Jayhawk Pub in one of the concourses. That'll sell some more uh, beer and snacks and whatever on game day, I guess. They're going to try to enhance some suites. But this is this, to me, and this, is, this will be so controversial to any KU fan, for the long-term security of the program, you control, you know, your coach is the most important thing. Now, that's nine out of ten. So like if Bill Self retired or wasn't coaching and they went and hired somebody else, and all bets are off. Anything could happen. They could be bad overnight or mediocre overnight. That, that absolutely, that's happened everywhere else. It can happen here. It's happening at North Carolina. Duke isn't what they were. It, it can happen anywhere instantly. The coach really, really matters. But for financial security, when you're Kansas, the arena is the engine. Yes, you get donors. Yes, you get people to just donate millions and millions of dollars because they love your basketball program. You get that. But that is a revenue generator. And I can't imagine any place is doing worse for what it can squeeze out of its fan base revenue-wise than Kansas. They are also in the perfect place anywhere in America. I mean, they, there could be no better place that if they wanted to, if they wanted to demolish the entire building, build a brand new building that looks the same on the outside or is very reminiscent, call it the new Allen Fieldhouse. Wembley Stadium's done it. There's old Wembley, new Wembley. Maybe the new Arrowhead will be the new Arrowhead. I, I don't know, but this, this is not, there's nothing really unique here. North Carolina has gone through it and done it. They won multiple national championships after building a new building. They got more and more revenue out of their new building compared to their old building. Kansas is a unique spot because they could play a year or two, however long it would take, at T-Mobile Center and generate all that revenue. They could sell those suites like an NBA team. Can you imagine how much revenue they could squeeze out of T-Mobile? By selling season tickets at T-Mobile for two years, let's say, for two seasons, and all those corporate suites, can you imagine how much more money they could make doing that? While they're building a new Allen Fieldhouse for, I don't know, pick the number, $400 million, $500 million? They can raise that. They can get money from the state of Kansas. There's all kinds of ways they can get that money and build that thing and build the suites, the giant suites for the really rich fans and just start squeezing money like you've never seen before. And I, I just don't know, man. I, I keep seeing these announcements from KU about Allen Fieldhouse, and it's a and I'm listen. I'm not one to sit here lightly and say, hey, 
this thing doesn't draw enough revenue, tear down that old building. I'm not that guy. I understand the history of Allen Fieldhouse. Kansas State fans have lamented for a long time the fact that they're not at Ahern. And, you know, Bramlage Coliseum was built, and they've backed off the seating capacity of that, widened it, built suites in it. But they had room in that building to do things that you can't do in an older building, that you can't retrofit. They had room there to do that because it was a newer facility. But still, I know all kinds of people that would love to still be at Ahern. But that was, that's not the reality of where things are today. And I just wonder how long they can sit here and continue to put in new sound systems, new scoreboards, more chairbacks on bleachers, LED lighting in the concourse, and say that we're up to date here at Allen Fieldhouse. These are nice things that they're going to do. They're great for the fan experience, but they're not revenue generators. I just wonder how long they can stick with an antiquated building like Allen Fieldhouse. That's just, it's, I'm, I'm musing, folks. I'm not saying what they should or shouldn't do. I'm merely asking the question, looking around and saying, okay, now what happens? I mean, they're not thinking beyond Bill Self, I think is the real problem at Kansas. They've had a hell of a run here. They've gone Roy, Larry Brown, Roy Williams, Bill Self. They've had a hell of a run. And right now, you tell me who's out there. If Bill Self had a heart attack today and couldn't and said, I and lived, it's a happy story, just says, you know what, I, I got to focus on other things than basketball. Where do they go? Name me somebody. Carolina and Duke stayed in program. All right, so we're going to stay in program. You're going to give the job to Danny Manning? Mark Turgeon? Where, where do you go if you're Kansas? John Calipari away from Kentucky? I don't think that would sit well with very many Kansas fans. Mark Few from Gonzaga is the only one I could think of that would be like, okay, there's the guy that could come in here and kill it. I don't think so. Chris Beard? who just got fired at Texas for allegedly a sexual uh, assault, physically assaulting his girlfriend. Where, where do you turn right now? If Bill Self's not there, where do you turn? Name the coach that's the slam dunk. Like Roy Williams was their fifth choice. They got lucky with Roy Williams. Bill Self was slam dunk number one. Everybody knew this was going to work. We didn't know he'd be this good, but you knew it. Right now, today, if this happened, what do you do? And then you have an old field house that starts to generate rest leaven, less revenue because you're not winning. Then what? I think it's something, if they're really serious long-term about basketball, they better think about. They're lucky enough that they're in a position that they have T-Mobile so close that they could play there for a couple of years and, and have tremendous revenue. But I, I'm just amazed at the money they spend on LED lighting and scoreboards and a sound system. I, hell, I feel like they just put a new one in. I don't know anybody that's gone to Allen Fieldhouse recently and said, boy, that scoreboard and sound system needs to be replaced. That thing is loud, and the scoreboard is big. They're going to do another one. They're going to do another one. Interesting. Interesting to talk about. I told you we're all over the place. All right, this time we switch over to news, and uh, I won't spend a lot of time on this one. Tucker Carlson, we mentioned that when Chuck Schumer hit the Senate floor and started promoting Tucker Carlson's Tuesday night television broadcast, that he was going to have more footage, and all this stuff happened, and all the liberal media reacted and hate Tucker Carlson for what he did on Monday night. We knew it would be a monster. 4.14 million viewers Tuesday night for Tucker Carlson. That was his average for the hour, which means the first 20 minutes probably got well over 5 million. You know, not everybody stays for the entire hour. They watched his monologue up front to see what he had to say. I'm going to guess maybe 5 to 6 million for Tucker Carlson's first 20 minutes. On Tuesday night, he averaged 4.14 million for the hour. To give you an idea of how good this is, 4.14 million for Tucker Carlson. CNN's primetime average that night, CNN primetime. CNN primetime up against 4.14 of Tucker Carlson 
CNN primetime had 451,000. Tucker Carlson had nine times as many viewers as CNN on Tuesday night. Nine to one. MSNBC had 1.49 million. So Tucker did what? Almost three times, two and a half times as, almost three times as many as MSNBC. And combined, when you add them together, MSNBC and CNN combined, Tucker Carlson still beat them two and a half to one. What in the world were the Democrats thinking? They should have just ignored the story and let it go away. Just ignore it. They were absolute fools for doing that one. Coming up next, one hurdle for Ron DeSantis to run for president. It's brought to you today by Advanced Medical Imaging, online at medimageks.com. So many of you have emailed me and said, you've had the heart scan where you get your plaque score. You pay that out of pocket, but it's less than 100 bucks. It's peace of mind. I'm going to do it every single year the rest of my life. That is money well spent. If you need an MRI or a CT scan, your insurance covers that. They accept all major insurance at Advanced Medical Imaging. If you need an MRI or CT scan, do not wait two weeks where your doctor tried to send you. You, No matter where your doctor is, you can use Advanced Medical Imaging. They'll take your insurance online at medimageks.com. They have the best, biggest, most comfortable machines for MRI available. They have quiet, natural lighting. It's a wonderful experience. In a beautiful, brand-new, modern office, Advanced Medical Imaging, medimageks.com, or call 785-856-0224. 360 Document Solutions is online at 360documentsolutions.com. Mark Lindquist and his team would love the opportunity to meet with you about your business and how they might be able to help you make it more productive and profitable. Saving you money while making you more productive. It's not any more complicated than that. IT solutions, mailing systems, outsourcing the IT, copiers, printers, KIP, black and white, and color-wide format, you name it. Dump those expensive copiers, especially if you use HP products. You are paying too much, says my man Mark, and I believe him in all things related to this field. You should, too. For free consultation, call 913-745-5344, online at 360documentsolutions.com. Bstock.net, you want a brand-new big screen for the college basketball tournament? Let's do it. They've got an entire inventory at bstock.net, or if you live in the Kansas City area, You can walk right in at 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe and get that new big screen for all the madness this March. If you're looking for a computer, they are overstocked like you can't believe. Wheel and deal, baby. Name your price on the one you like. Let them know. Email them. Take 100 bucks off something they're asking for. See if they'll go for it. They got so many laptops now, they're ready to move. Make an offer. And don't forget, the Red Tag Auction runs through Friday afternoon. Every week, you can find that at thekklist.com thekklist.com. That's where all our sponsors are. And Chris and his team have put the Red Tag Special linked on the KK List site. So you can see all the sponsors, but also check out the Red Tag auction item. It's a 2017 Retina Display Apple MacBook Pro loaded with everything and has a warranty. Comes an authentic Apple charger. And at last check, it was only $200. So check it out. The Red Tag Auction You can find that item each and every week at thekklist.com, thekklist.com. And don't forget, if you're going to any basketball in March, ticketsforless.com. Whether it's T-Mobile Center, Bridgestone Arena, March Madness beginning next week, whatever it may be, if you're going to watch basketball, ticketsforless.com and use the promo code KKHI, you will always get a discount and 
You can buy right before tip-off. You can be down at T-Mobile on Thursday and go, you know what? I think I would like to go to the game. This looks, I'm not having that much fun sitting here at Johnny's or whatever. I think I'll go into the game. And you can just get your ticket and they email it right into your phone and you walk right in. Ticketsforless.com. Don't forget to download their app. Makes it even easier. Your promo code is KKHI. That's going to save you money even at the last minute with ticketsforless.com. Love those folks. All right, on to the next topic. How about this one? Ron DeSantis, we expect to run for president of the United States. Did you know he has one hurdle? There's a reason why he is not. You know, we're all wondering, like, hey, how long, when's he going to jump in? When's this going to be? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. He's going, to, he's going to announce in either late May or June. And here's why. Ron DeSantis cannot run or announce a candidacy right now because he's the governor of Florida. Florida has a resign-to-run law that applies to their governor. Their legislative session just began. He has a lot more legislation he wants to pass through. And the legislature will likely work on the resign-to-run law. The resign-to-run law has been all over the map in Florida. At one point in time, it basically said you could do this. Uh, Then I think Charlie Chris came along and changed it and said we will change the law so Charlie Chris could run to be vice president or something like that. Then they changed it back under Rick Scott, and it became more stringent again. And now I think what they're going to do is they're going to offer up under the resign-to-run law, which is not going to go away, an amendment to the resign-to-run law that says you must be your party's candidate in order to be considered as running. In other words, Ron DeSantis could remain governor while he runs, but if he doesn't win the Republican primary, if he's not the nominee, it doesn't count that you can go out and and work toward a nominee nomination and not resign as governor. Right now, as it's written, Ron DeSantis has to resign just to run. And it is believed that they will try to change this law in the legislature. The resign to run law will be amended and say, if you don't have the nomination, you must resign in order to accept the nomination, which is entirely different than resign to run. I think that makes sense. And I think DeSantis would like to do that. That way he stays governor the entire time that he's running against Trump. So it's pretty interesting. The legislative session in Florida ends in May. And I think he's going to do everything he can to stay governor of Florida if he doesn't win the presidential nomination. I think he sees that as very important. It is very important, to be honest. It's really important because he will stay there and be gov- if Trump wins the nomination and then loses the presidency, DeSantis will still be governor of Florida. And that's a position you want to be in. You want to be in that position to weigh your options to when you run for president next time. So I get it, and I I support that. I'm all for a fair fight here, man. I'm looking forward. I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to Trump and DeSantis. I fear that it would get off the rails and get nasty. I'd rather that not happen, but I'm looking forward to this, and I'm really, I'm really, really open on this. May the best man win. I will restate what I've said before. It would be completely and utterly awesome if Trump won the whole thing and had four years to gut our federal government because I think he would burn it to the ground. I'm seeing Joe Biden out there right now saying he wants to raise federal employee salaries 5.4%. Well, with inflation going the way it is, what a great time to freeze wages at the federal level. We're freezing all non-military wages. That's it. Not If you're older and you want to retire, knock yourself out. If you're not making enough and you want to go private sector, go. See ya. I'd free, I would freeze the federal government, except in special cases, exceptional positions, things of you know, authority, you need a CIA director and you know, things of this nature. There would be a way to write that. I would freeze the salaries 
and I would let everybody leave through attrition. When they think they're not making enough, go to the private sector. There's jobs everywhere. Get the hell out of the federal government. And I wouldn't replace most people. Oh, not Joe Biden. He wants to give everybody a 5.4% raise, which is about a 5% reduction because inflation's 10. So you're still losing money. And he's just spending money he doesn't have. Stuff just, it, it, it's, it's a big, giant government, but the principles remain very simple and easy. If your government is bloated and it costs too much money, freeze the salaries. <laughs> do what a Fortune 500 company would do. Lay some people off. We can't afford all these people right now. We just can't. So it will be interesting to see what happens and what takes place there. <sighs> it's going to be a fascinating year and a half here leading up to that election, man, I can tell you. Dr. Jill Biden and Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State, stood in front of all the cameras for the Women of Courage Awards on National Women's Day. And they awarded a Woman of Courage Award to Argentina's Alba Rueda, who is a biological male. Sarah Sanders, the governor of Arkansas, went nuts. Dana Lash, syndicated talk radio host, says, wow, way to diminish women on <laughs> women of uh, National Women's Day. International Women's Day. Not just for women anymore, tweeted one conservative analyst, a female. They're all correct. This is diminishing of women. This is discrimination against women. And it diminishes, really, everything that women started fighting for basically in about the 70s. The women's rights movement really... There was voters' rights started well before that, but women's rights, the, the things we think about today, a lot of that started in the 70s, and they're just tossing that to the curb. Apparently, that, that struggle is over. The women's struggle is over. Sorry, we're more focused in on skin color and genitals. Skin color and genitals matter more. Genital switches, I should say. We want to have surgeries and change who we are. Amazing. International Women's Day, and there's our first lady and secretary of state awarding an Argentinian woman, trans woman, biological male, Alba Rueda, a Woman of Courage Award. I, there's nothing. That's, come on. It's ridiculous. There's nothing I can add to that. There's <laughs> nothing I can add to that. People are crazy. You will find no crazy at Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC in Excelsior Springs. Just straightforward, Midwestern, good, honest people who provide great products and services for you honestly and at the lowest price. Bang. That's it. That's Roberts Robinson. You really, if you're in the market at all for a Chevrolet, a Buick, or a GMC, you got to consider Roberts Robinson. Give him a chance. At least give Tim a call. Say, here's what I'm looking for. Can you find it for me? Can you build it for me? Do you have it on your lot? 816-826-1563. Tim would love to hear from you. Just call that number and ask for Tim. 816-826-1563. Hey, Tim. Here's what I'm looking for. Whether you want to get a sweet new Corvette, you're ready to make that splurge, ready to do it, or you're looking for a fuel-efficient, you know, Buick SUV or an EV. I got it all. RobertsRobinson.com, home of the lifetime warranty. And you don't have to spend a lot of time in Excelsior, and you don't really have to even live close to there to make this happen now. It used to be a thing. You used to buy cars at the closest dealer. That doesn't matter anymore. These folks will even pick up your car, service it for you, and return it to you no matter where you live, in the Kansas City area. Who does that? Roberts Robinson does. Online at robertsrobinson.com, home of the Lifetime Warning. Window World, official windows of KKHI, also the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. They won the J.D. Power Award again for customer satisfaction because, of course, they did. They not only have great, low-priced products with lifetime warranties that are made in America, they have the best customer service. 
John wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, John Gillette is a doer, man. This guy is absolutely a doer, and he's going to make you happy when you go through this process. You hate replacing your windows. I get it. You hate it. You hate the wood rot. You hate all the... You, folks, you got to do it. You're losing money every month on your energy bills. If your windows are old and you see water coming in and you see cracks and busted up wood and all this other stuff, call Window World. They can probably do it for less than you think. They have financing available. You're improving the value of your home and you're saving money every single month on your energy bills. 816-799-0820 or online at windowskansascity.com. Uh, they really are outstanding dudes. All right, on to a couple of uh, interesting stories related to sports. And these are personality stories. Tiger Woods in trouble again with the, it was National Women's Day, and the story came out that Tiger has a national story about a woman. She's in trouble again. His girlfriend of five-plus years, Erica Herman, apparently he and her split or have been split for quite some time. She signed a non-disclosure agreement just to, like, be his girlfriend which is a sad thing that happens, but it's true. Then she lived with him. The non-disclosure agreement had all kinds of things in it. Well, she's claiming that the non-disclosure agreement is not applicable because there's a federal statute that says if you're in an abusive or harassing relationship, that supersedes any NDA. In other words, you can have an NDA with a woman, but if you hit her, or abuse her, or do something to her in some way, it, it, it gets overridden. This one is questionable at best. Erica Herman says that she's been harassed, and that's clearly part of the federal law, abuse or harass, and abused and harassed. This is not sexual abuse, and there is no claim that he hit her or anything like that. This man has a history of alcohol and drugs, and all kinds of things with women that is unseemly and awful. So I think she's trying to use that to her advantage. She's saying he's in violation of an oral agreement they had, an 11-year oral agreement where she was going to provide business services in conjunction with his agents that she had been working for several years now with the agents on Tiger Woods projects, things like that. So she's a businesswoman. And a lot, you know, he'd run through one supermodel after another, and we've watched Tiger with this woman, and she's a nice enough woman, whatever, but she didn't look like any of the other Tiger Woods women. That's the, that's the nicest way I can say it. She didn't look like it, but he apparently really, really liked this person for her brains, and she was great to his kids and all these other things, and now they've gone sideways. And a lot of it has to do with business, and she claims business services, things that she did, that they had an oral agreement, and all of this trumps the nondisclosure, and she's suing him in Jupiter, Florida. I have no clue. I mean, I'll say this. This is better than claiming racism or something like that right? She, she claim all kinds of things against him. She's white. He's Cablin Asian. That's what he calls himself, Cablin Asian. I don't know. Just saying there's, there's all kinds of things that if this was really, really dirty, she could come up with. And if they wanted to play hardball, they could say he got, he had a few drinks. He takes all these pain medications for his back after the surgery and his legs. And he got abusive and, and loud and broke things. And everybody would believe that. That's not in here. She's claiming they had a business relationship in addition to a personal relationship. And that's why she's suing him. To me, Tiger Woods, I don't know what she wants. I don't know what she got through the NDA at departure or if she got anything. I think it'd probably be the easiest 5 or $10 million check I ever wrote. 
Just write it. Goodbye. This is over. Go away. That leads me to an actor named Matthew Perry, who played Chandler Bing on Friends. You've seen Friends. Chandler Bing has a similar background to Tiger Woods, out of the limelight. Tiger Woods, greatest golfer of all time, Matthew Perry, on the highest-paying sitcom of all time. I think the six cast members on Friends have made more money than any... I take that back. Jerry Seinfeld has made more money than anybody. The, the other characters on Seinfeld didn't make the money Jerry did, but Jerry himself has made more money than anybody off of his sitcom. But Matthew Perry continues to make, I think the money now is like $23 million a year he makes just in reruns. It's for life. Matthew Perry was a drug addict and an alcoholic. He claims he's cleaner now, but every single day is a challenge, whatever. He sat down recently and did one of these specials because he wrote a book. And he said, I'm going to say something's going to get me in trouble with an awful lot of people, but is the way I'm living my life going forward. I am every day working my ass off to be clean and live a better life. And I'm never, ever, ever having a relationship with a woman again that is not a multimillionaire. And it was stunning to hear him say it. He's the money I've spent out, the money I've paid off, the things that I've done because I drank and partied and had these women and then had relationships with them for six months or two years or whatever. When it ended, they threatened this, they threatened that. I just paid them off to go away. They didn't have money. They were hot. I liked what was going on, but ultimately what I look back at is I was just paying for sex. He's, I'm never doing it again. If I get in a relationship with a woman again, she will be a multimillionaire. She will not be dating me because I have money and I have money coming in all the time. That will not be any reason for us to have a relationship. I would think that might be a good rule for Tiger Woods. It's the, it's the, you're not supposed to say this stuff out loud. You're not, but think about it. Here he is again. This is not a wife. This is not a divorce. This is a five, six-year relationship that were probably the best years of this woman's life. She loved him, right? He doesn't love her anymore, I think, is pretty much the story. She loved him. She was great to his kids. She lived an unbelievable lifestyle. She did a very good job protecting the family, staying out of the limelight and a lot of things of that nature. And now she's gone because they never got married. And there's a document that says, I don't know what it says, but it sounds like it says you don't get much. And now she's really mad and she's coming after him. It, it's almost like, dude, just go find somebody. Find your, he did this for a while with Lindsey Vaughn. That went smoothly, right? Lindsey Vaughn went smoothly. They were together for quite a while. She had her own money, her own fame, all these things. They were great together. You wonder why celebrities marry celebrities? This is one of the reasons why. It's almost like he ought to just go hook up with the famous golf chick or something. Paige Sporanic or one of these women's players or something. They have the golf in common. They make their own money, all, own fame. I, I don't know. This ain't working either. <laughs> it, it's just, it's pretty obvious that Tiger Woods does not have the ability to be monogamous. That is not a knock, okay? He wants to play the field. He wants to live that life. He wants that to be the rest of his life. Doesn't want to get married again. Fine. Um, I think there's some some wisdom to Matthew Perry's comments. I just need to, I just need to find women that have the money on their own, that have the confidence, either the status, the confidence, the celebrity, the money, whatever on their own, that they're not after mine in any way, because you never really believe I'm going to guess if you're in that spot, you never really believe your relationship is real. If you're the one providing everything and somebody comes in and they don't have that much coming in, whatever. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It kind of sounds like that. All right, before our final final, I want to thank Amazing Garage Floors for being a great sponsor of KKHI. 
Epoxy Flooring, veteran-owned and operated. It is time to get on the schedule for this spring or summer. AmazingGarageFloors.net. Mention KKHI, and you're going to get the white glove treatment from our friends John and Heather at AmazingGarageFloors.net. 913-901-7139. It's also time to get treated for pests. Spring is just around the corner. The critters are coming out, and you need defense around your home or business. What a great time to switch your service. Change it for the year. I want to sign up for annual service at AdvantageTPC.com. Or it's even easier to just call them. 913-768-8989. That's 913-768-8989. Aaron tells me that many, many, many of you have called and said, Kevin said to call this number that you guys are better. Do it. Call them and say, Kevin says this is better. I promise you, you're going to love this company. I promise you, you will love this company and you'll be critter free and bug free. AdvantageTPC.com or 913-768-8989. And a lot of you are getting into MyPillow 2.0. All we ask as people see this and say it's time to upgrade my MyPillow, maybe you've had yours for years, is use the promo code KKHI. It costs you nothing. Saves you money, gets you the lowest price, and benefits the podcast. We'd greatly appreciate that if you use the promo code KKHI. Very simple stuff at MyPillow.com. We are now sleeping with the MyPillow 2.0. The outer shell is the real story here. It does. It is cooler at night. The filling is the same. The outer cover is much more luxurious. It's, it's a wonderful pillow. MyPillow 2.0, promo code is KKHI. And our final final today is a guy that I really didn't like that much as a coach but came to like a lot in his year off at Fox Sports because I thought he was great on there as a football analyst. That is Sean Payton, the new coach of the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton's an interesting guy. He says what he thinks. He does things his own way. He has a Super Bowl trophy. They clearly weren't afraid to cheat when they were in New Orleans. And he got in trouble and suspended for a whole year. There's plenty negative about Sean Payton. I'm not telling you that every coach should model after Sean Payton. What I'm telling you is I like people who say things. I like people that are just relentlessly honest and forthcoming. When he immediately when asked about Russell Wilson's personal quarterback coach and trainer being at the facility every day, he goes, I, I don't know anything about that happening over the last year, but that is not happening anymore. And he just looked right at the reporters and said, I haven't talked to Russ, but that ain't happening. That is not happening here. Love that. I love it when coaches say things and they say them publicly. Sean Payton famously a few years ago walked into his team room with his team in front of him, and he brought the Super Bowl trophy in that they'd won in New Orleans. Then he pulled out a duffel bag. Then he started pulling out stacks of five and $10,000 in cash until it mounted up on the table to $225,000 in cash right there in the facility in front of every single player and said, see what this does? See this trophy? If you win another one of these, look at this money on this table. It's yours. Every single one of you at that time, the bonus was $225,000. Every single one of you will win this amount of money if we can win this trophy. He's a different kind of cat. Now, that resonates with a lot of players. It especially resonates with the players on your roster. And there are many. We think of all these football players as rich. The top 10, 12 players on a team make really, really good money. There's dudes down at the bottom of the roster that may play one year in the NFL for the minimum. What is that? 550000 600000 which is great money for a year, but then what about the rest of your life? So there's ways to motivate those players, and motivating the bottom of your roster is really important. And that was one way he did it in New Orleans. Apparently in Denver, he has a new scheme. He has told his team, I don't care what happened last year. 
I don't care what's happened in the past. God only knows when Denver was last in the playoffs. That was Peyton Manning, right? So it's been a while since they've been in the playoffs. And he apparently bought an old jalopy, a car, that he's parking right up front in the player's lot where they will drive in in all their fancy cars. Even the young guys that don't have the money, the first thing they do is at the very least go out and buy a, you know, a, a, a $80,000 GMC Sierra Denali. They'll go spend their money on that so they don't drive into that player lot with anything other than a new sled that you know is better than most rides on the road. They do that. Even the rookies, even, the, even those guys. Very few players, some offensive linemen are eccentric and say, I don't spend any money, and they'll drive their Toyota Camry in there. There's a few, not very many. So he's putting an old car right up front where no doubt there's going to be Bentleys and all kinds of crazy exotic fancy cars parked there because these are young multimillionaires and they love cars. He's going to park that jalopy there and he has torn off the rear view mirrors on the outside and the inside. And he said to his team, walk by that thing every day and look and see if there's a mirror. There ain't no mirrors on that car. We're not looking back. We're not looking back and we're going to grind and we're going to work hard and look at this jalopy and remember where you came from. Remember your first car. That's what he's telling his players. Remember your first car and how hard you had to work to get here. That's what we want. We want that hard work, and we're not looking back, and we don't care what happened in the past. And Denver fans are mocking this. They don't think it's funny. They're like, this is dumb. This is very JV. This is very high school. And I'm like, man, you haven't met young athletes, a whole bunch of 25-year-old athletes that act like high school players. But now they have money, and they think they've arrived. And his message is you haven't arrived yet because you haven't won anything. And remember where you came from. Are there some players on a football team that maybe grew up with some status or wealth? That's possible. Most players in the NFL came from nothing. Very, 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 at best, common means, middle-class means, that's at best, uh, most came from very little or nothing. And the car's a reminder, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a lot of things Sean Payton does. I'm just not okay with him beating the Chiefs. I don't know why. You know, when you've won... When you've been to three Super Bowls out of four years, you've won the division every year since you can remember, you just don't think about things like that very much. You just don't. All right, there's KKHI. If you're headed to watch basketball this month, don't forget ticketsforless.com. We really appreciate you guys for anything, any concert, anything. Royals opening day, tickets available. Promo code KKHI will save you some money. That's all good. I like to leave you that because this is kind of a ticket buying month. It's a big month for Tickets for Less with all the basketball, the start of the baseball season, all those things. Uh, we love that about ticketsforless.com. So we appreciate them being on board. We thank you for telling people about the podcast, hitting the like, follow, or subscribe button. That is incredible. And we'll have another patron podcast up on Thursday featuring Danny Klinkscale. We call that Between the Lines 2.0. If you would like to hear it, it's almost always sports. One of our big topics is going to be what we led with today. And these coaches, white coaches being accused by black players of racism. We'll get into detail on that with Danny on the patron podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 